I remember the days being a new grad ER nurse and coming into work at the hospital and passing by the ambulance bay and seeing like eight or 10 ambulances lined up and then walking past the waiting room and it is just full of people and my heart just sinking and thinking to myself, I don't know if I can do this for 12 hours. Like I am never gonna catch up. Welcome to the Rapid Response RN Podcast, helping you keep your finger on the pulse of your patient's condition with real life stories from the front lines of nursing. This podcast can help you sharpen your assessment skills, improve your ability to recognize the signs and symptoms of your patient's decline, be inspired to speak up and advocate, and know how to jump into action to promote the best outcome for your patients. Hey everybody, I'm your host, Sarah Lorenzini, a rapid response nurse and educator who loves telling stories to teach critical thinking. Hey guys, this is just going to be a quick Q&A episode to address a topic that I have gotten a few questions about. But before I dive in, I just wanted to let you guys know that my rapid response and rescue course is available for purchase. It's just an hour long, but it provides a framework to know how to respond to just about any emergency and determine if your patient is stable or unstable, if you need to start sounding the alarm, or if you have time to do some more investigating, and what are some of the initial priorities when you discover a crashing patient? It has been approved by the American Association of Critical Care Nurses for one continuing education contact hour. If you would like to check it out, I'm offering $10 off the course for all my podcast listeners. So just DM me on Instagram at the rapid response RN with the word podcast, and I will send you a coupon code. It's all the things that I wish someone would have shared with me when I was starting out in nursing, and so I want to get it in the hands of as many nurses as possible. So if you want to learn to think like a rapid response nurse, then you want to take this course. It's only one hour, and you get one CEU, so what do you have to lose? Alrighty, now on to the show. So first off, I want to make it clear that I did not start out with the confidence that I have now in approaching emergencies. It has taken me years to work through all of my anxiety about being a nurse. From worrying about not being able to handle what the day threw at me, to worrying about what my coworkers were thinking that I could not handle as an ER nurse, I was just a stressed out little thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have loved being a nurse from the beginning, but it took me a long time to feel like I was actually good at it. And I would just work myself up so much that I would get headaches and lose sleep and feel sick to my stomach just thinking about work-related stressors. Like, I remember walking to the ER and walking past the ambulance bay and seeing eight or ten ambulances lined up and then walking past the waiting room and it's just full of people and my heart just sinking, thinking to myself, I cannot do this for 12 hours. And then how am I ever going to catch up? Like it, it's taken me years to move past that perspective. I also used to just stress myself up so much leading up to my shift that I couldn't even sleep on the time that I had off away from the hospital. Uh, I worked nights at the time. And so I obviously had to sleep during the day, but I would wake up so many times with these stress dreams. Like I was either dreaming that I had a patient that was crashing and I didn't even know that they were there. Like someone put the patient in my ER room and I didn't know there was a patient in there. Or that I had a patient that was crashing and I didn't know what to do to help them. Or that I had a patient that was crashing and my body was like 
failing me and I couldn't rescue my patient. Like my arms weren't working or I couldn't see them or I wasn't moving fast enough. Like I was constantly so stressed about work stuff. But with time, I have learned ways to kind of work through that pre-shift anxiety. So I am by no means the expert. I am not a therapist or a counselor. But here are the three things that I feel like I've kind of implemented that have really helped me over the years and got me to the point that I am today. So the first one is winding down after your shift in a healthy way is just as important as how you start the shift out. So there's a couple things that I do. So after the shift is over, I usually generally take time to process what happened in the day. So I usually ride home in silence, to be honest with you. Um, It's not that I don't like music, but there's just a lot that happens every single shift. Either the stuff that happens with patients is stressful or sad or heartbreaking or scary, or interactions with coworkers is very stressful, or I'm, you know, overly concerned about what they're thinking about me and just processing, you know, what that's like. Um, But I have learned that I have to take that time to process it. But I also have to tell myself when it's time to be done processing it. So um, obviously the whole ride home is open for that. I can just kind of think through and process all that. Um, Sometimes it takes more time and I'll have to talk through with my husband when I get home or, you know, with a friend. But I can't just wallow in the misery of the hardship of the day indefinitely. I have to kind of give like a cutoff point for it. But the ride home from the hospital, um, for me, has been very therapeutic to kind of give all that stuff time to um, work through and to really, really think about it, to feel all the feels, not to be afraid of um, those emotions, but to actually feel them. It is okay to cry your <laughs> cry yourself home. Um, but I feel like because I've taken the time to do that, that's allowed me to continue stepping to the hospital as a healthy whole human being and not someone who's just pushed on the emotions and moved forward. So that's the first thing is how you end your shift is really important, not just how you start it. And as far as starting your shift, it's important to get yourself in the right headspace before you even step foot in the hospital. So for me, that's meant several different things, but I don't... (laughs) I don't do well if I just roll out of bed, brush my teeth, and roll into the hospital. I do kind of need time to like pat myself up for the whole shift. Um, so whatever that means for you, whether it's like a favorite song or playlist that you listen to to get pumped up before your shift, um, if you just need time to um, reflect on why you are a nurse in the first place, like what brought you to the nursing field? What do you feel like nurses contribute to healthcare? What is your role as a nurse? What role do you want to play in the life of your patients this, that shift? Um, just thinking through like the purpose behind what you're doing, not just, yes, you have to pay the bills and yes, there's tasks to be done. There's meds to be passed, etc. But like, what, what impact do you want to make today? Kind of having that at the forefront of your mind. And if you have like a mantra that you repeat, I know I have a prayer that I say before every single shift and often throughout the day. Um, If any of you are interested in knowing what that is, feel free to DM me on Instagram and I'll send it to you. But something to get your mind and your heart in like the zone of being a nurse. You know, it's not just another job. Like when I worked at JCPenney's, I did not mentally prepare myself for my shift in the way that I do (laughs) as a rapid response nurse. Um, But I think taking the time to prepare for what I'm about to face 
um, kind of the overall purpose behind what I'm doing, um, recognizing that and not just the overwhelming task I'm about to face, but the purpose behind it helps me really um, feel like I can, I can handle it. I, I know that I'm called to do this as a nurse, and so therefore I will have what I need to do, um, whatever the shift whatever the shift gives me. And then the third thing is always having a learning mindset. I remember just being so stressed out about what I didn't know. (laughs) Like I was, I was so, I was so worried that I would encounter something that I wouldn't know what to do. And so I think a way that I managed that anxiety was I overcompensated by taking all the classes and reading all the books and asking a bunch of annoying questions to all the people that were more experienced than me. And I went to conferences and gosh, I wish we had podcasts back then because I would have been a podcast junkie. I, I am now, but I would definitely have been back then when I was new, just trying to consume everything I can. So I felt like I had what I needed to respond to my patients and whatever whatever was to come up. Um, like when, I, when I would stress myself out about my shift, it was never that, I was never worried like, oh, I'm not, I'm not a good nurse. It was more like, what if I don't know something? What if I haven't been trained for what's going to happen today? And that, that's, that really stressed me out. And so I just had to embrace and accept the fact that I am always going to be learning. I could be the absolute expert in 70,000 things, but there's still another patient's going to walk in the door that I have never even heard of their condition or I've never even heard of this symptom compilation. I've never even seen this before. There's no way that I could be fully prepared for literally anything. Um, there's always more to learn and I have to learn to rely on my resources, be it the internet, my more experienced coworkers, the doctors I work with, um, rely on my intuition. And I, I can't hold myself back by saying, I don't know everything yet, so I can't be a good nurse. Um, I think that I've always had what it takes to be a good nurse with regards to um, desire to learn and genuine compassion for patients and a hardworking attitude. I'm willing to do anything for the patients. That's what's made me a good nurse. It hasn't been that I've had this amazing vast amount of knowledge since the beginning of my career it's that I had the desire to learn what I needed from my patients so I could take the best care of them so that's really it I don't have any special hack for erasing pre-shift anxiety but I will tell you it does let up with time the more that I learn practices to get in the right headspace heading into work and how to wind down from my shift in a healthy way after work And the more I learned, the easier it got to manage the stresses that I faced um, each shift. So I guess in summary, I just want you to know that if nursing is stressing you out, you are not alone. And it is not a sign that nursing is not for you. It is stressful. It is hard. This is not easy work. I mean, you will have hard things to process. You will encounter situations that you have not been trained for. You will have times that you question if you even have what it takes to be a nurse. But I would encourage you to take time to feel all the feels, make space to process the events of your shift, implement some pre-shift warm-up activities, you know, get yourself in the right mindset before you even step foot in the hospital. And keep doing what you're doing right now. You know, seek opportunities to learn and grow professionally so that you can spend your energy caring for the patients, not stressing about all the worst case scenarios. 
You'll never arrive at a point where you know everything, but you will eventually get to a point where you have learned enough and seen enough that you feel confident that you can handle whatever happens in your shift. And actually, that's why I made this podcast. I want you to experience how rewarding it is to discover your patient's declining, but you know what to do and you advocate with confidence and you get to be a part of turning things around for your patient. It's probably a good thing that you have a little bit of anxiety about the role that you play as a nurse. I think it's important to recognize the gravity of the situation. You have people's lives in your hands. But what I don't want is for you to feel like because you have anxiety that you can't do it. You can. You can push through the hard stuff. You can face the challenges that your shift has. And you can keep growing and bettering yourself as a nurse and taking care of yourself as a nurse so that you can keep taking care of your patients. So just embrace the anxiety. Embrace you don't know everything. But also remember that you have what it takes. You have compassion. You are hardworking. And you care about these patients. So keep showing up. Well, that's it for today's episode. If you like this podcast, I'd love to hear from you. You can shoot me an email with questions or comments, and it would mean so much if you could take a moment to write a review on iTunes, as this helps more listeners find this podcast. Thanks for listening, and I hope you learned something that will save a life. Remember, nursing is a team sport, so trust your intuition and don't give up advocating until you are confident you've done what's right by your patient. You've been listening to the Rapid Response RN Podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this show are that of Sarah Lorenzini and hers alone. They are not intended as medical advice and should not take the place of your institution's policies or procedures. Evidence-based practice is ever-changing, and your patient's care should reflect the current best practice. If you want to get in contact with Sarah, you can find her at rapidresponsernpodcast at gmail.com or on the Rapid Response RM Podcast Facebook page, as well as the podcast website, rapidresponsern.com.